Lightning fans, you've found the right show for everything you need to know about your favorite team in the NHL. It's the Lightning Insider Podcast with Eric Erlinson. Get ready for insight, historical perspective, interviews, and breaking news that comes from a reporter insider who's got near 20 years on the Tampa Bay Lightning beat. Now for the latest with the Lightning, here's Eric. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the LightningInsider.com podcast. Eric Erlinson here from Lightning Insider. Dot com, your host after Tampa Bay's 4-3 overtime victory against the Toronto Maple Leafs to open up a six-game homestand. Alex Kalorn with the game winner uh, 30 plus seconds into the overtime gives Tampa Bay the extra point in what was and can only be described as just a stutter, stutter, stop, stutter, starter, stop, start, stutter, stutter, stop, start, stutter kind of game. It's just too many penalties on both sides. Lightning had six power play opportunities. The Leafs had five. There were 15 total minors called in the game. Uh, Only one set of matching minors, and it was a matching minor that I have never seen before. As uh, uh, one of the calls was hooking, the other one was holding the stick. Nick Perbix got the holding the stick call uh, to even out the penalties, which, again, I, I watched this game a long time. I've never seen that. I even had to verify that with Phil Esposito. I asked Phil, I said, have you ever seen that? He goes, I have never seen that before, ever. So it was just an odd game all around no five on five flow no opportunity to kind of get things rolling with lines which is a bit of a shame between you know two very evenly matched teams we saw that last year in the postseason where the statistics throughout the seven game series were pretty even all the way around Uh, so the two very evenly matched teams two very good power plays you know, Lightning scored twice in the power play. Toronto had a ton of opportunities on their power play. They get the one off of a broken play. Ended up being an unassisted goal for Mitch Marner that tied the game in the third period. But we didn't get to see, you know, the line matchups and everything like that. It just, it, from start to stop, there was very few stretches of five-on-five play. And um, it just, it made for a, a game that was just kind of, eh, you know, um, some positive to take out of this or some observations I should, should say out of this. First of all, great pregame ceremony for Steven Stamkos, who registered his 1,000th point on Thursday in Philadelphia. So there was a little pregame ceremony to honor that. He's given a few gifts from the team and from the league. He gets a... A a three-liter bottle of wine, um, a personalized, custom-made golf putter. Uh, He got a commemorative gold stick from the team, uh, inscribed with, you know, the numbers and the night it happened and everything like that. And and perhaps, perhaps the coolest parts of the ceremony was the commemorative mini sticks many gold sticks replicas of his uh, commemorative golden stick uh, the regular full-size stick that were given to his sons uh, Carter and Chase uh, so I thought that was a pretty cool 
a uh, little little touch to the pregame ceremony. Uh, and, and again, congratulations to Steven Stamkos, the first player in franchise history to record a thousand points with the franchise. Just the 95th player in NHL history. Still blows my mind that only 95 players in the history of this game have recorded a thousand or more points in their career. Uh, only 41 have done it before reaching their 1,000th game. As tonight was game number 946 for Steven Stamkos. So, a uh, nice little pregame ceremony to honor his milestone. And you know he's got another one coming up. Don't know when it's going to happen, but he's going to have another one coming up. He's just six goals shy now of 500, and that 500 goal mark is a very exclusive club. But that's a, a discussion for down the road when it happens. Uh, return of Anthony Sorelli. And you can tell the difference in the depth of this team with Sorelli on the ice. I, I, I don't think it's a coincidence too much that in his first game back, you know, he's paired with Ross Colton and Vladislav Nemestikov on the third line. Again, not a ton of five-on-five time, but Vlad Nemestikov did score. His first goal of the season. It took 23 games to get there for Vladdy. But it's created because Sorelli's just in on the forecheck. It's what he does. Effort, energy, um, pursuit, relentlessness. Everything that Anthony Sorelli brings for a guy who hasn't been in a game, you know, since the end of June. You know, and missed six months as he... Had to, you know, grind his way back from shoulder surgery and the rehab and everything that comes with that. And you see the difference he can make, um, you know, on this team because you're not you're not going to mess with the, the top two lines right now, right? You're not going to mess around with Point, Hagel, and Kucherov. You're not messing around with Paul, Stamkos, and Kalorn. They've been really, really good for the past month. So you're not going to disrupt that uh, chemistry that those guys have. So you slot Sorelli in as a third-line center. And all of a sudden now, some of the issues that we've talked about with this team in terms of depth scoring and you know getting stuff out of the, the uh, bottom two lines, it, it feels different now because Sorelli is back. You know, back on the penalty kill. And, you know, maybe this will be a boost to the penalty kill. They've been looking for some consistency in that area, certainly plenty of opportunities uh, on the PK tonight. I didn't see what Sorelli's ice time finished uh, on the PK, but just having his presence back, his attitude, his you know, it's an, it's the way he plays the game can be infectious. You know, you think about you know Yanni Gord and the way that he plays and how that can be infectious. Brandon Hagel has a little bit of that in him as well. So you add a player back who is just relentless in his forecheck and his pursuit and just doesn't give up on plays. And, you know, those – you hear the term in hockey a lot, hard to play against. And and Anthony Sorelli is a player who's hard to play against because he just doesn't quit. He never stops. He doesn't give you a break, right? And you just – every time you turn around, he's in your face. And that can be hard to play against. And that's where that term comes from. It's hard. He is a hard player to play against. Um, and, and to have him back just means a lot for this team. And he ends up with two assists because he was out there for the opening shift of the overtime. It was Alex Kalorn, Sorelli, and Victor Hedman paired up against 
Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, and Rasmus Sandin was a defenseman back there. A little bit of a matchup situation, right? You know, I know a lot of people like to criticize John Cooper for trying to quote-unquote match in the overtime. But he does this uh, from time to time. He'll put Sorelli out there to start an overtime depending on who he's playing against just because there's so much open ice. And uh, they end up scoring the goal. It was uh, it was a good play by Alex Killorn. He, he kind of reads a pass, picks it off, starts some transition, and uh, feeds Sorelli. Sorelli gives it back to him. And, you know, it's a shot that if you're Toronto, you want your goalie to stop. But Matt Murray didn't stop it. Uh, it squeaks by him, and, and Tampa Bay wins it 4-3 in overtime. But, you know, Anthony Sorelli, it's, uh, it's a huge... Huge boost to this lineup to get him back out on the ice uh, once he starts to kind of find his game. Not that he looked lost tonight by any stretch of the imagination. And, you know, talking to John Cooper after the game, how Sorelli just got better and better as that game went on. And and a big reason for that is, you know, because of the way he plays. You know, the, the effort. He's an effort player, and effort players tend to not need much time to kind of get back into their flow and, and get back into the game even at, uh, after having missed uh, as much time as he has. So a uh, big boost to have Anthony Sorelli back in the lineup. How about another shorthanded goal allowed after a <laughs> it's the best way to put this brain dead play by Mikhail Sergachev who drops a back pass to nobody. There was nobody within the vicinity of where uh, Mikhail dropped this puck. It didn't lead directly to the goal, but it put you know the team in scramble mode. All of a sudden now the pucks, uh, you know, Mitch Marner is the first one to go back there and get it. And he doesn't do anything dangerous with it from behind the puck, but uh, the puck squirts back in front, and Nikita Kucherov is trying to pull it off and away. Uh, he gets the puck taken from him, and uh, Mitch Marner is alone between the hash marks, and he is not going to miss from that area. Uh, and another shorthanded goal allowed by Tampa Bay. I believe that's is that six shorthanded goals allowed on the season. So, again, six power play opportunities for the Lightning in the game. Eventually, Victor Hedman was put back on the top power play unit. And Mikhail Sergachev was used the second. And I asked John Cooper after the game about it, about moving Hedman back to the top power play. He didn't say it was because of the mental error that Sergachev made. But I don't know how you can't look at it really any other way because, uh, again, Hedman back on the top power play unit shortly after that kind of a mistake. And look, I mean, the power play has been, it really has been good over the last little while. They scored a power play goal for the 10th consecutive game tonight, Nikita Kucherov's third period goal on a four-on-three or just after a four-on-three power play opportunity had expired. You know, makes it 10 straight games with the power play goal. They actually added a second one as Ross Colton put them ahead for three a uh, few minutes after Kucherov's uh, tying goal. Um, made a 
So the power play has been really good. You haven't seen too many of those moments where they give up too many shorthanded chances. Uh, but you can't you can't afford plays like that. They're just they're deflating their killer, right? And that was the opening goal of the game. It was you know no no uh, no goals uh, after the first period. So, uh, you know, again, he he said that Hedman deserves to be back up there, which I guess is a, if you want to flip that, that Sergachev doesn't deserve to be on it anymore, any longer, if, if that's how you want to look at things. Um, uh, either way, I, it's, it's just back to the way things started at the beginning of the year. We'll see if it sticks. We'll see if on Tuesday, when the Lightning hosts Detroit, if that remains with Hedman on the top power play. And I, I assume it will, uh, but, but we'll, um, we'll kind of keep an eye on that moving forward. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Don't be left out. Make sure you subscribe to the Lightning Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else where podcasts are found. Now, here again is Eric. The the Sorelli situation, because there was a lot going on, in, in the 24 hours leading up to tonight's game. And I just want to kind of revisit and rehash that a little bit on how all of this kind of broke down uh, where things went. We we knew Sorelli was getting close, right? He, uh, he'd been out of the no-contact jersey for a couple of weeks now. Uh, usually it's about two weeks after you shed that no-contact jersey to, you know, test the shoulder and, and get your you know your skating legs underneath you and the conditioning at, at full speed and you know some of those battle drills that you have to do in practices to get ready. So we knew he was close. Uh, I believe John Cooper even said to start this road trip it might be or to start this homestand he might be in a day-to-day state. Uh, and certainly that proved to be the case. So he was activated obviously off LTI. But to create the cap space the this the lightning had to do a few things. First of all, they were already at the the 23-man maximum roster. So you had to open up a roster spot to accommodate him coming back. But because he was an LTI, and you have to account for his full salary cap hit when he comes off LTI, you have to create that salary cap space. And I, and I can't get into the exact breakdown and, and how all this does. I, I leave that to sites like puckpedia.com, uh, who's been very helpful for me uh, answering some of my cap-related questions because we saw things start to go in motion yesterday at 2 o'clock on, on Friday when Anthony or uh, Philippe Myers was put on waivers. That was your first indication that Sorelli was probably coming back tonight. Uh, Myers goes on waivers. He's either claimed or he clears and the team sends him down to Syracuse. He cleared today at 2 o'clock off the roster. Yesterday, Cole Kepke, rookie Cole Kepke, 
was not on the active roster as of last night, which told told you that he was uh, being sent down to create not just a roster spot, which you needed, but also to create open salary cap space, right? Because, um, you, you know, it's, it's more than just the roster spot. You need uh, cap opportunities. So Cole Kepke, who does not require waivers, there's only two players on this roster right now who do not require waivers. Kepke's one of them. Nick Perbix is the other. So Kepke is the easy thing, is the easy move to make to be able to create and, and uh, make this situation. And, but that wasn't all. That's not all that had to be done. Uh, again, thanks to, to the folks at Puckpedia for helping me out to clear up exactly all this. The other move that they had to make is Rudy Balsers has been on IR. You place him on long-term IR. And IR, long-term LTI is minimum 10 games and 24 days missed to be able to utilize by putting a player on LTI, that's what they have to miss. And uh, saw Balser's walking around post-game tonight. He had a, his arm in a sling. So uh, it, it does look like he's going to miss some time. Obviously now it has to be 10 games or 24 days. And when he's ready to go, we'll cross that bridge when it comes in terms of what they have to do then. So Myers clears, goes to Syracuse creates salary cap spots. Cole Kepke reassigned, creates roster and salary cap. And then Ballsters is put on LTI to allow for a, a, a pool, LTI pool to be utilized in order to activate Sorelli off long-term injury. Because this is not like you know, the Nikita Kucherov situation. And if you're familiar, and I'm sure most of you who are listening to this are familiar with it, when he missed the entire 21 COVID season. It wasn't a full 82-game season, of course, uh, but he did miss the entire season due to hip surgery. So they were able to utilize that LTI pool, if you will, for the entire regular season that year. Despite what people think, it wasn't cheating. It was utilizing a loophole. or It's not even a loophole. It's just utilizing the tools... Um, that you're capable of using with the LTI, and that's how they were able to maintain their roster. It was, look, it, Tyler Johnson was waived, they tried to trade him, all this other stuff, uh, because they knew if Nikita Kucherov was healthy, he was not going to be able to, uh, Tyler Johnson wasn't going to be able to stay with the team because they needed salary cap space, right? Flat cap world. So that's how the LTI situation works. Now, keep this in your back pocket there's there's a lot of talk discussion rumors whispers smoke whatever you want to suggest that the lighting might be trying to move Cal Foot. he appears to be on the outs Outside, I mean, Nick Perbix has obviously passed him on the depth chart at this point. And, you know, one way to alleviate uh, some of this salary cap and, and roster spot situation would be to make a trade. And he is probably the most likely candidate right now. 
you still got uh, what one more year left on his contract. You know, he's not making a lot of money. He's a right-handed shot. He's a big body. So if you're looking for a return, you know, if Perbix is going to be, you, you know, your other right-hand shot defenseman, if your right side is Chernak, Perbix, and Zach Bogosian, and Cal Foots the odd guy out, at some point, again, you're going to have to make this roster move. So just kind of keep an eye out on that. Uh, there's some whispers running around that uh, Vancouver had expressed interest, that Chicago might be expressing interest. Uh, we'll kind of see where things go, but just kind of keep that in your back pocket as we kind of move ahead here a little bit as uh, Julian Brisebois and Matthew Darsh and the front office staff here for Tampa Bay continue to have to work some salary cap gymnastics to fit everything uh, together and put the pieces together on this roster to keep as much of it intact uh, as possible. Uh, it's going to be an ongoing thing for you know more than a couple of years here moving forward with uh, the roster and, and everything else. So, uh, But just kind of keep that in your back pocket. And again, like I said, when Balsers is ready to come back, then we'll have to kind of go through this all again unless, of course, knock on wood, there's another injury that, that kind of solves um, this problem, at least temporarily, just as, you know, Balser's injury, unfortunate for him, uh, does allow the Lightning to put him on LTI and, and kind of create a little bit more of a pool in order to bring Sorelli back. And uh, so that's, that's kind of how all that works. Again, sometimes it feels like you need a, a master's degree in, in mathematics, uh, maybe even a doctor's degree in mathematics to kind of figure out some of the stuff. And hey, math isn't my strong point. There's a reason I went into communications. But I hope that's as, as good of an explainer. I've, I've tried to do what I can on my Twitter feed uh, over the last couple of days to kind of keep people up to date and informed of what's going on and how things were going to work uh, without getting into the actual numbers of how much space had to be created uh, to make this happen. But uh, that's that's where we're at uh, right now with, um, with the roster. So, again, really good to have Anthony Sorelli back. He's a big boost to how this team wants to play and you know honestly for the first time this year probably uh, as healthy as they've been for sure obviously Bogosian and then Sorelli both started the year on IR as they rehabbed both from shoulder surgeries not the same shoulder surgeries but similar that's why Sorelli's took a little bit longer it was a little bit of a different uh, repair to do with him uh, but the Lightning pick up a uh, you know look that's a good Leafs team they, they don't have maybe the depth, but I think they play a little bit harder than maybe we've seen in the past. You know, obviously they're still very top-heavy with Matthews, Marner, Tavares, and Nylander. Uh, uh, but, you know, they're they're a team that's just like the Lightning a few years ago. That's It's to the point now where I don't care what they do in the regular season. They're going to be judged solely and solely on what they do when it comes to playoffs. And there's a good chance that these two teams could end up facing each other in the first round again this year. You know, with the way the divisions are set up, with the way the Bruins have started the year, they've kind of run away from the pack uh, in the Atlantic Division. They still haven't lost a home game. One again tonight, they thumped the Colorado Avalanche. 14-0 at home. So they're certainly sitting high and mighty at the top of the division. Will they come back down to earth? Yeah, I, at some point... They will come back down to earth. Uh, how far down they fall will remain to be seen. But 
it is a, uh, a, a sizable lead they have in the division right now. I'm not sure uh, anybody's going to catch them. Uh, big game coming up on Tuesday against the Red Wings. Uh, the Red Wings are kind of right there with the Lightning in terms of their record and their points. Uh, we'll see how for real they are. They've made some changes, obviously, in the offseason. They added Billy Husso in net from St. Louis. They still have Alex Adelkovich, uh, who they added last year from Carolina. Uh, they bring in a guy like David Perron. Uh, Mo Sider, the defenseman, won the Calder um, trophy last year as Rookie of the Year. Uh, Dylan Larkin, you know, they've they've got a much better team than they did last year. That's a kind of a low bar to to jump over by saying that. Uh, but it will be the return of Derek Lalonde, Lightning assistant coach, who is now the head coach for the Red Wings. And then, of course, it also means it's the first game for Lightning assistant Jeff Blashill against his former team, who was the Red Wings coach prior to joining uh, the staff here in Tampa Bay. So uh, swapping of coaches uh, going against each other for the first time and uh, should be interesting to get the first look at the Red Wings this season. All right, as always, if you're not a subscriber to my site, what are you waiting for? Podcast, sign up, use that code, podcast, $10 off the first year of a yearly subscription, $40 a year, so it's for $30 a year, $30 a year. I don't charge much, folks, I don't charge much. Uh, I like to continue to do what I enjoy doing, something I've done for years and years and years, uh, but the only way to do it is to uh, try and make a living out of it. Uh, so again, podcast is the code for uh, $10 off a first year of a yearly subscription. Don't forget to check out the pregame skate show I do with Bobby the Chief Taylor most of the time. Uh, we do it live from Cigar City Brewing one hour before every home game. So come come say hi at the Cigar City Brewing Tap Room. Uh, road games, we're also on the air uh, one hour before puck drop. You can listen to that if you have an HD-capable radio. It's on the Strike 102.5 HD Channel 2. Or you can always find us at Lightning Radio 24-7. Uh, just put that in your search engine on TuneIn app or on your desktop at TuneIn.com. Uh, last call I do for road games as well. Of course, we don't have a road game for a while. Next road game is not until December the 17th, which is going to – that road trip's going to lead right into Christmas, which feels like it's tomorrow, uh, even though it's only a couple of weeks away. Uh, so, you know, we'll keep uh, keep out for that. Uh, or listen to that uh, again the pregame skate show one hour before every every game on the lightning radio network as well all right as always if you have any questions you can always find me on twitter at eric underscore erlinson e-r-i-k underscore e-r-l-e-n-d-s-s-o-n you can dm me my my dms are always open uh, if you have any questions or concerns or comments I'll uh, be happy to try and answer whatever I can. Sometimes, you know, you put a a, a comment or something in my my mention. Sometimes I, I have a hard time finding it. It gets lost in the shuffle, so to speak. So 
uh, if you DM me or use the hashtag AskEE on Twitter, it might be easier for me to find uh, what it is you're, you're seeking an answer to. So that's the way to find me on that front. All right, as always, uh, subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. You get that little message that pops in when a new one is available, which I try and do one after most games. I, I can't get to every game. Uh, I'd like to, but sometimes the schedule just kind of gets in the way or, you know, forget from me sometimes, just forgets to do it. So, um, but every time a new one happens, it'll pop right into your notifications that it's available. Um, so thanks always for listening. Thanks for the support. And we'll talk soon. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.